Thanks for tuning into another segment of Follow Your Beauty, a video podcast where every segment is a journey for a younger looking you. Hello, I'm Dr. John Mendelson, Medical Director of the Advanced Cosmetic Surgery and Laser Center. And today we have a special segment. When does plastic surgery become part of your home life? When it's your spouse who's actually providing the services. So today we talk a lot about Karen Whitney Karen Whitney is a physician assistant for the past 40 years. She's been with us for the past five years. Five years. Uh, she's one of the nation's leading injectors, um, physician assistant who is a leading injector for Botox and fillers uh, in, in the country. She does a fantastic job, and if her husband is a testament to it, then, uh, then you could take a look at, look at him over here. But we want to talk a little bit about, uh, about that today. A little bit later in the show, we're going to go to Julie Whitney, and again, in the past, no relationship to this family for what's in and what's out in the world of plastic surgery. And then Karen, we'll come back to your segment where you'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the Studio A rewards, some of the savings, and make a few other comments. So, Jerry, how's it feel to have your wife have you the, the ability to uh, make you look younger? Uh, it, it's, it's wonderful, actually, because if she didn't do my Botox, I look like Cro-Magnum man up here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think I've only had filler a couple of times here and there. But, uh, you know, it, she's, it's really hard traveling around the country and around the world with her because I always joke about she's so damn good looking and she's natural and normal. And so, thank goodness, John, you were able to help me, you know, make my face look a little younger. I wouldn't want her to be bored with me and go find some younger guy. There we go. So tell me, when was the first time you, that Karen treated you with uh, Botox? Oh, gosh, even before she, uh, she was here. Yeah, sure. uh, before uh, we were married. Before we were married, Before yes. you were married, okay. Mm -hmm. So when were you married? 17 years ago. Okay, so I'm trying to do the math. Yeah. Botox was officially approved that year, actually, 2002. So... Um, uh, has anything changed? I'm just curious with the treatment. Maybe, Karen, this is, this is for you. Just in terms of Botox, in terms of 15 years ago or 17 years ago, and compared to now in terms of how you're using Botox for Jerry. Well, what has changed is Botox was initially FDA-approved just for the frown lines and, you know, the glabella. And we were using it off-label at that time for forehead lines, crow's feet. I certainly have more experience than I did 15-plus years ago treating the forehead especially, uh, because that can be a bit of a difficult area because forehead muscles lift the eyebrows. Not so difficult in men, and as Jerry says, he really did have a Cro-Magnum forehead. And as soon as I felt comfortable with him during our dating process, I said, uh, you need to come see me for some Botox. And he was happy to come in, let me tell you. And it, it did make quite a difference, and I remember he ran into, he saw one of his sisters who looked at him, and she was mad. She's like, you jerk. You've had Botox. <laughs> she noticed it, huh? She noticed it right away. Wow. And Jerry, you have seven sisters? Seven sisters and three brothers. So Wow. So do any of them use Botox? Well, uh, Karen was talking about Jamie. She's my youngest sister and uh, lives in New York, and yes, she uses Botox, and I wouldn't be surprised that there's some filler in there, and 
she was even more upset when she heard three years ago that I had a facelift. We went to a funeral, and she came up to me, and she said, what did you have done? <laughs> and I laughed, and I said, I had a facelift. <laughs> had she had anything? Uh, I think she's probably had some. She, she hasn't divulged that to me. Karen, I want to go back for a second, a comment you made about off-label. Maybe, can you explain what, what that means and how we use things? Yes, so when a product is brought to market, it has FDA approval for certain limited applications. And so on-label means what the FDA says you can use it for, the dosage, and in the case of Botox, the placement. So with Botox, they started with getting approval for frown lines first, that was followed by crow's feet, and then finally by the forehead. Clinically, if you have the experience, we call it standard of care, mm -hmm. that with the appropriate training, we extend quite frequently beyond the FDA-approved usages, mm -hmm. and that's for both Botox and filler, and we still do that. And there are, so manufacturers will continually upgrade with the FDA their approved areas. So that's a safe thing to do, which is, which is important to understand. And uh, even though you just mentioned that Botox was approved after, you know, for the crow's feet area, after the glabella, um, it had been approved for what's called blepharospasm, right, twitching of the same muscle. So it's kind of a little bit ridiculous. But of course, that whole process takes a lot of money for the manufacturer, Allergan, in this case. So just want to make sure off-label doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It means that clinically, in fact, the manufacturers enjoy when clinicians use these things off-label because uh, that's, that's how they want their products to be used. Um, so Karen, how's Jerry as a patient? He's a great patient. When I stick needles in his face, he doesn't fuss at all. He actually tells me I have a very gentle touch. Um, and he was really great in the recovery process. He really, he really was great. So is there, is there anything therapeutic for you when you're sticking those needles in Jerry? Well, no, it's very controlled and precise, so. <laughs> but it does keep him from frowning at me. Well, oh, there you go. Oh, so he's happy with you. Even happier, even happier than he, he might let on, I suppose. But I think he's pretty happy with you from what I understand. So how has your relationship affected any, any treatment decisions, you know, along the way? Or has it? I would say that Jerry's trust in me as a clinician the feedback he's always heard about how much I love this practice made him much more comfortable in the decision to have either of these procedures. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I like how he looks better. You know, it's nice to get rid of excess skin mm -hmm. and signs of aging if you can do it safely and naturally. Mm -hmm. And I love it because I kind of forget that he's had surgery. Um, mm -hmm. But he looks, he looks better. He looks great. He looks better. I can see his eyes much better now, too. You know, I mean, he really had some hooding. And it's such a natural, gradual process. You don't always recognize it's occurred. Um, and then suddenly you take off the glasses, and it's like, oh, yeah. So well, I like that. You know, in prior uh, segments that uh, Jerry has been on, we talked about uh, initiating some of the surgical treatment. I think he mentioned that, um, that you may have come home and suggested a few things. Tell us about that a little bit. Well, I did. I mean, Jerry's a nice looking man. He's in a professional realm, you know, competing with younger men and appearance is important. And it's important to him. It's important professionally for him and socially. And when I saw the work that you were doing with the advanced lift, I said, you know, Jerry, this actually would be a nice 
nice treatment for you. This would be a great procedure, really for all aspects of your life. And I, I think you are a really good candidate. And what about what about the eyelids? Did that come into play later, or was that something you noticed? I mean, you mention it now. Yeah, it came in later. Okay. Yeah, it's funny that I didn't think about doing upper eyelids mm -hmm. at the same time, which I would have told him just do both of them. Um, but the recovery on the eyes was nothing. So happily, we did it in this order. Um, but yeah, I didn't notice it until I quit looking at other things. You know, it's like like anything else, you pay attention to what bothers you the most. Um, so you mentioned um, other things. So fillers, when did, when, did, when did the use of fillers start? Probably, we only used filler a couple times on his nasal labial folds. I might have put a little filler in his cheeks when Voluma came into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Again, hoping to address the lower mm -hmm. face. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly, he was one of the models on stage at one of the trainings I went to, okay. where they bring in yes. world-class trainers yes. mm -hmm. for the world of injectables. And his comments were interesting because we had Botox in place, and he said, okay, how old, covering the lower part of the face, how old does this man look? Mm. And then he covered the upper part of the face, and he said, we've got a discrepancy here. And that was really interesting. And in reality, if all you have are injectables, you do what you can do. Mm -hmm. But the next step is if you're able to look at the face cohesively and have the ability to address the lower face, you can only do so much with fillers. Yeah, I think I remember, Jerry. I think I do remember that. Um, I think when we talked initially, you were talking about being at a conference that probably was it, where, yeah. where the doc assessed something. And, and so what was the conclusion there? Was it that... Was it that it might require more than fillers? I don't remember what, what the conclusion was. Well, actually, pretty quickly was when Karen brought it up, that, hey, maybe you should I see. Okay. look at having the uh, advanced lift. Because the guy held the iPad up, right? You know, and it was a big conference. And, you know, and to hear people, the feedback right away, I'm like, oh, God, do I look that bad? <laughs> so that planted the seed, basically, yes, is what did. you're saying. Okay, yeah. gotcha. How... how long before we actually started talking About seriously. Months, okay, so it was right around that time. Very interesting. Well, so is there anything else special about uh, being patient and provider here? Well, I'll tell a little bit of a funny story. Right. And this only happens if she's, and this doesn't happen that often, but she'll, if she's kind of mad at me about something, she'll go, yeah, I'm the one working my tail end off, and you get all these <laughs> services. Right. So, you know, you and I, John, will probably have to talk about something, you know, on the side. So, there we go. Right. And, but Karen is very comfortable in her own skin, and I wake up in the morning and look at her and go, wow, you know, because she's not had a facelift, and she takes great care of her skin, mm -hmm. does her own, as you know, does her own Botox and filler, which I know that you kind of joke about. How do you stick yourself yeah, and do that? People do that. I don't know. Yeah. So, good. Well, um, stand by for a minute. We're going to go to Julie Whitney for what's in and what's out and what's hot and what's not in the world of plastic surgery. So, Julie. Can a facelift prevent you from getting your flu shot? And if you quit smoking for good, we'll help you get rid of those smoker's lines once and for all. In today's What's In, What's Out, What's Hot, and What's Definitely Not in the World of Plastic Surgery, I'm your guide, Julie Whitney. 
Get ready as we tour the world and search the headlines to help you become a younger you. The cold and flu shot season is upon us, and according to the Daily Mail, 74-year-old Blondie singer Debbie Harry claims cosmetic surgery is just like having a flu jab. In her new memoir entitled Face It, the former British pop sensation says that she's never hidden the fact that she's had plastic surgery and says that a facelift is basically the same thing as getting a flu shot, and it's just another way of looking after yourself. And I have to admit, the downtime with my advanced facelift was less than the downtime for my flu shot, and my facelift didn't give me the flu. And there is virtually no downtime at all if you want to fix your RBF, or resting bitch face. According to New York Post, women and men who are tired of looking grumpy or unfriendly are now seeking a pleasant and refreshed resting look in droves. Plastic surgeons are injecting RBF patients with a combination of fillers, sometimes Botox, into areas such as the jawline, marionette lines, from the corner of the lips to the jawline, and also underneath their lips to plump and re-angle them. Each plastic surgeon uses a different technique, but the procedure only takes about 10 to 20 minutes and lasts about two years. Hey, take a look at me practicing my RBF. And a person that definitely doesn't need to worry about RBF is the always effervescent Fatty Winkle. Check out this sexy broad. There's no doubt that Fatty Winkle is one of the most badass ladies online. The 91-year-old Instagram star has made time for several beauty collaborations over the years, working with brands like Misguided and Urban Decay. That's when she's not busy stealing your man. She's also amassed 3.8 million Instagram followers, and now the internet's favorite grandma is launching a new makeup collection with incredible cosmetics. My personal favorite is her boob mask called Double Perks. I can't help but imagine what a few fillers and some Botox could do for her skin. Her name should actually be Batty Wrinkle. Another reason to wear sunscreen year-round beginning at a very young age and to stop smoking before the wrinkles start to hit. Smoking causes narrowing of the blood vessels in the outermost layers of your skin. This impairs blood flow to your skin, depleting it of oxygen and important nutrients such as vitamin A. Smoking also damages collagen and elastin, fibers that give your skin its strength and elasticity. As a result, the skin begins to sag and wrinkle prematurely. Smoker's lines, or the vertical lines that appear above the upper lip, are another unpleasant effect caused by years of smoking. These skin changes may occur after only 10 years of smoking and are irreversible, which is why many smokers do elect cosmetic surgery. But if you stop smoking for surgery, then you need to stop smoking for life or the surgical effects will be short-lived. And when you quit smoking in the month of November during the Great American Smokeout, we have a very special offer for you. Smack a pack of your last pack of cigarettes or e-cigarettes on our front desk and you'll receive 20% off fillers to get rid of those dreaded smoker's lines. Now that's quite an incentive. That's it for today's news in plastic surgery. You can see more of my plastic surgery journey and also follow your own beauty by going to 351face.com. Why not sign up for a younger you today? And we are back and we're actually going to go to Karen's, Karen Whitney's segment here, uh, talking a little bit about some of these topics as well as some of the Studio A rewards and savings. Hi, I'm Karen Whitney, board certified physician assistant in Studio A at Advanced Cosmetic Surgery and Laser Center. Hi, my name is Hope Mers. I'm a nurse practitioner here in Studio A at the Advanced Cosmetic Surgery and Laser Center. 
Follow your beauty to our annual open house and sale. Our Beauty Through the Ages package is designed to include the most popular treatments for specific age groups. For our 23 to 35 year olds, we designed a package that includes one syringe of Juvederm filler, one site of Botox Cosmetic, and one Dermaplane skincare treatment. We feel this package is a great value for those wanting to enhance their daily beauty routine. This package is being offered during our holiday sale and open house at a 20% discount. For our 36 to 49 year olds, we designed a package that includes three syringes of a Juvederm filler, two sites of Botox Cosmetic, and one Dermaplane skincare treatment. We feel this package will provide a refreshed appearance so you're camera ready this holiday season. This package is being offered during our holiday sale and open house at a 30% discount. For those 50 plus, we designed a package for an age-defying appearance that includes five syringes of a Juvederm filler, three sites of Botox Cosmetic, and one Dermaplane skincare treatment. We invite you to defy gravity with this age-defying package. This package is being offered during our holiday sale and open house at a 33% discount. Along with the comfort and convenience of our online scheduling, we have been able to expand our availability from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Even weekend hours, we are here for you. More importantly, our Studio A team is excited to provide the best results for a younger you. And with our exclusive rewards program, you're able to take advantage of all the savings and benefits you will earn. So save the date. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday, December 7th. That's it for today, and thank you for tuning in to Follow Your Beauty. For this episode and others, please feel free to go to 351face.com forward slash follow your beauty. You'll learn more about some of the Studio A rewards. Feel free to sign up and log in for a complimentary consultation where our team can help assess your goals and hopefully achieve your aesthetic needs. Thank you guys for being here. Karen, we'll see more of you. Jerry, hopefully we'll see more of you as well. And uh, so that's it for today. Uh, live from Studio A at Advanced Cosmetic Surgery and Laser Center.